Next, virtuous weeds. Aren't weeds just pests? Why, no. They may not be weedy by nature, as Dr Nimal Chandrasena in Winthrop, Western Australia, writes in his new book. Now, your book is called The Virtuous Weed. Weedy by name only, not weedy by nature. How can a weed be virtuous? This is one of the things that people do not understand. The definition that you gave me, that it's people's perception, that it is a plant out of place. In this book, I'm looking at it not from the anthropological points of view. To understand weeds, you've got to go back to ecology and understand them as organisms. This is where humans are making a huge mistake. They are what are called colonizing plants. They are pioneering species. They are the ones that will come in before anything else. If a disturbance happens, then an opportunity is created. So they are the first ones. So the oldest living plant that we know, not the algae, but bryophytes and pteridophytes evolving into gymnosperms and then into angiosperms. They're pioneering plants, and most of them you can classify as weeds because they uh, spontaneously reproduce. They don't need any looking after. They will establish and thrive in those very inhospitable environments. Millions of years later, angiosperms evolved. Flowering plants. Flowering plants, and a group of them kept those attributes, not all, but some of them. And they are represented very well in some of the families, daisy family, asteraceae, grasses, poesy, sedges, cyperaceae, and some other families. So, uh, they're very well represented many species which are excellent colonizers. So they are the ones who will go into vacant habitat created mostly by natural disasters, and then by this species called Homo sapien. We come along and we expedite their own evolution. So now these plants are misrepresented and they have been vilified for something they're extremely good at. So philosophically, you might argue, we as the most successful species on the earth, undoubtedly human beings, do not know how to cope with another successful species. Especially if it's in the garden. <laughs> and this is why some of them bother us, okay. But the whole key message of this book is to understand that they have virtues which we will benefit from as we speak and also into the future. It is our future that is uncertain, not theirs. And of course, may I just ask you the question about other places. Now, I think you come from Sri Lanka, yes, is that right? Yes. Sri Lanka, and you come here some time ago working on water. But one of the most really paradoxical weeds in Australia is lantana, because when you go to Europe, you see lantana grown in pots yeah. as a prime decoration. Yeah. But when it's brought over here and it goes wild, yeah. it fills the woods a bit like razor wire. <laughs> it's incredible. Oh, absolutely. And we have articles right now, not just me, but others are also contributing to a lantana pest or resource. As far as I'm concerned, it's a species that we brought over from Central America, released here in 1840s, and it took a little bit of time to settle down. And then once established, it will not yield without a fight. That's a common feature of weeds. It will not yield without argument. And somebody said that in 1750s. The history of our relationship and understanding actually goes back to the 1750s. I've traced it all. Lantana thrives brilliantly here. Lantana is not the only one, right? There are many other species also. Take the liquid amber, which I was talking to my wife about this morning. Liquid amber. Liquid amber. What a fascinating species. 
it thrives so much in the Australian heavy clay. So it's come from South Africa, introduced here. Lantana can thrive anywhere because it of its spread. Actually got a table of characteristics, what we call an ideal weed. You know, Herbert George Baker in 1965 described what an ideal weed would be. Life cycle characteristics, leaf characteristics, vegetative reproduction, uh, seed reproduction, and then the dispersal mechanisms that they have, get help from animals to move or spread by hooking onto other things, things like that. So when you get the full list of things and compare the ideal weed, what an understanding you get. So Lantana is a classic case. Um, even water hyacinth, the greatest weed in the world, in my opinion, does not have all of it. But Lantana has some of it. This is another point where people fail. They do not apply that knowledge. They keep on saying, for 50 years we were saying Lantana is a pet. Did they ever look at why it is a pest and then um, to manage it? And dealing with such a successful colonizer, you cannot stop and start. Tell me, they, I want to ask you, what do you think of dandelions? Wonderful plants. They will spoil your lawn because they're so successful. But, you know, I got about a page written there about dandelions. Wonderful to eat, and only the Chinese or Southeast Asians eat it. Uh, subcontinental people, Indians and Sri Lankans don't eat it. And also it can be, I mean, the roots have been used for two, three hundred years, dried roots used as coffee, you know, kind of ground powder. So edible and also medicinal, and all of that is also described. So the book is full of examples. May I ask you about that? Is there a way of exploiting weeds, yes. say the water hyacinth, yes. which is like a triffid? You know the triffid? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. yes. <laughs> to grow yeah. so fast yeah. and absorb carbon, yeah. carbon dioxide, and yeah. to be some sort of basis for yeah. feed for cattle, I don't know. Yes. So uh, when I say the virtuous weed, that's a catchy phrase, but the book is about utilization. If I said utilization of weeds, no one will ever buy this, right? So I'm trying to bring up the virtuous side. There are about five or six pages on what hyacinth, where it can be used. Well, pollution remediation, it is a, hyper-accumulator of cadmium, zinc, copper, and those things. You can pull everything out from polluted waterways using water hyacinth, and then the same water hyacinth can be used for biogas production, bioethanol. Not just that, what people miss are the other chemicals in water hyacinth that can be extracted as industrial chemicals. Those are the virtuous sides of things. You cannot beat it. It's not uh, the beautiful blue devil within inverted commas. It was called, it is Cinderella of the plant kingdom, as far as I'm concerned. It's such a great plant. Even the water hyacinth. Dr. Nimal Chandrasena in Perth. His book is The Virtuous Weed, published by Vivid, the science show on RN.